A province in China is going to kill your pet if you violate the walking ban. Russia built a replica World War II prison camp for children. And Canadian officials urge motorists to not allow the moose to lick their cars. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy. I'm recording this in a closet in Los Angeles. I have some weird stories from all around the world, I'm happy to say. And I'm glad you're here. Let's do it. Hey, mainstream news. Listen to Weird AF News with Jonesy. A province in China is going to kill your pet if you violate the walking ban. Chinese residents and specifically dog owners believe that the authorities are a little too strict as they are banning dog walking and threatening to confiscate and kill repeat offenders' pets. How is this okay? And what is this dog walking ban? I don't understand. I assume this is COVID related. Let's find out. Officials in Yunnan province say the ban, which is due to go into effect tomorrow, is aimed at protecting people amid many incidents in which unleashed pets, specifically dogs, have been biting people. All right. I mean, I don't know how many incidents of people being bit. It doesn't say in the article. I assume it's out of control. It must be. So many people must be being bit every day that they would do this. But then again, you know, in general, China isn't too sensitive to the dog situation. I mean, they just don't seem to be a dog-friendly country. Uh, At least, you know, the reputation is such. It says here, owners caught walking their dog in public will receive a warning for the first offense. Okay. Can't walk your dog in public. Where are you supposed to walk your dog? What are you supposed to get a treadmill in your apartment for your dog? I, I still don't understand how you're supposed to walk your dog. You're going to let your dog just crap all over your house? What if you don't own a yard? I, I mean, how do you get through this? It says here, if you're captured again, you can face fines of about 7 to $30. A third violation will result in the confiscation and death of your pet. Wow, that is a huge leap to go from a warning to, you know, you could get a $10 fine and then confiscation and death of your pet. That's the third one. That is going zero to a hundred right there. $8 fine yesterday. Today, my pet is, is destroyed. That just doesn't seem right. Obviously, many people are up in arms about this. Somebody who's the head for the Society of Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, told the media that confining dogs indoors can be, quote, detrimental to the welfare of the animal. Yes, of course. Uh, I had an indoor dog when I lived in New York City for a while, and the poor dog was just so depressed about it, you know, that the few times we walked the dog a day, which was like two, three times, the dog was like, oh, this is life, and then back in the tiny apartment, like, what the hell, man? It's no way to live. It is detrimental to the welfare of the animal being stuck indoors. You know, and in New York City, you don't have the luxury of having a backyard. You're very limited. And yet there are a lot of dogs in NYC. A lot of dogs are just stuck in a small box all day long. It's just sad. Here's some more from this person who's uh, head of the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Instead of banning dog walking, educating pet owners about responsible animal ownership and putting regulations in place can be considered instead, such as keeping a dog on a leash. Yeah, it seems like the leash is the answer, but people for some reason aren't keeping dogs on leashes. Are there a bunch of wild dogs running around in this province? That's what I'm wondering. You can't do anything about the wild dogs. I mean, and why are you punishing the people who 
have pets because of wild dogs that are running around. Uh, this isn't new. In 2018, Hangzhou City in China banned daytime dog walking and banned large breed dogs. But the Yunnan province measure would be the first time that a ban on walking a dog at any time of the day has actually gone into effect. Well, it's hard to make a value judgment on this, uh, given we don't have the stats of the people being bit. And I can see a scenario when you'd have to do this, ban walking a dog during the day. Uh, it seems outlandish, but I don't know. Imagine a thousand people a day getting their earlobes ripped off by dogs. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Is this a flip-flop community? Are people's toes getting bit off? It's just hard to wrap your head around the situation without all the facts, but it just seems to me this is very strict to actually execute a pet. I mean, that just seems out of control. Anybody over there, call the show, 646-450-2012. Help us understand this. Russia built a replica World War II prison camp for kids. <laughs> yeah. You want to just drop your kids off at the World War II prison camp? Sounds like a great experience. Ooh, can I stay there all summer? I want to know what it feels like to be a long-term prisoner. A Russian nonprofit organization has built a replica World War II prison camp through a presidential grant for children's patriotic education. Yeah, this is for education purposes. And uh, how do you get a grant for such things? It's just, it's unbelievable what they give money for. Yeah, could we, how do you talk someone into giving you money to build a prison camp for children? I just don't, is this the greatest salesperson in the history of salespersons? It's unbelievable. Can I get some money? Yeah, what are you doing with it? Well, we want to educate children and it's a patriotic education. Ooh, what could that be? Ah, we're going to build a prison camp. Ha! <laughs> Good times, right? You're going to wrap the kids in barbed wire, stick them in a hole, you know? Scare the crap out of them every day. <laughs> it's patriotic education, you know? Where is this prison camp? It's in a place called the Republic of Karelia. It's on the Finnish border. It's going to open next month. School children will be able to enjoy the prison camp. Activities such as roaming the guard towers, checking out the barracks, and the barbed wire that Finland's army set up for Soviet civilians fleeing the front lines. Well, it sounds like they're getting their prison camp money's worth. Here's a quote from someone who runs the camp, apparently, Natalia Abramova. We hope to see the former young prisoners here as well. The former prisoners will be able to share their memories with these children, you know? It's good education. Young people can take part in military patriotic games and also lessons in courage as part of our patriotic weekend attraction. Wow, I would like to see what these, quote, lessons in courage uh, at the prison camp are going to be. How long can you stay in the hole? Uh, I mean, what? It's just, are you going to just torture these children? This is what it sounds like. Not that children don't deserve a good torturing. I mean, it really, it really sets them in line. You know, you, children that have had an adverse uh, childhood uh, often end up being uh, appreciative as adults, I've noticed, and good people. But this might be going over the top. Uh, this thing cost a lot of money, by the way. And uh, they did get a presidential grant of $36,000 to open the grant. They feel it's important to tell the story of the children who were interned at these camps. Okay, so this is specifically for cho this was a specifically children's uh, prison camp. That's what's going on. 
This mock prison camp in Karelia is the latest example of modern-day Russia's efforts to pass on Soviet and wartime history to the next generation. President Vladimir Putin, who has long promoted patriotism as Russia's sole national idea and established a military patriotic youth movement in 2015, added patriotism and war history to the school curriculum earlier this year. War is not the children's show, but still a very serious thing. And this is why I'm afraid of Russians, for sure. They're just clearly, they get them going at a young age, get them very familiar and comfortable around war, it seems like. Hey, where'd you spend your summer camp? Oh, hey, it was a World War II prison, basically, you know. I, uh, they waterboarded me at recess every day, and, uh, you know, they toughened me up. I, I liked it. I, I ate breadcrumbs, that was what they fed me, and, uh, and mud, basically. I ate mud. And I'm, and I'm ready for adulthood. Canadian officials are urging motorists not to allow the moose to lick their cars. I'm happy to have a story out of Canada. I know I have a lot of fans in Canada. And uh, we don't get a lot of weird news, but this certainly fits the bill. Motorists in Florida occasionally need to keep an eye out for 12-foot alligators hanging out on the side of the road. Canadians have a different problem. You guys know the deal. The moose are everywhere, and they're addicted to licking salt off cars. I had no idea. It sounds silly, like a winter-themed urban legend or some strange outgrowth of an overactive imagination, but this is a real problem, these moose licking the cars. Some drivers deal with this on a shockingly regular basis. It's common enough that Canadian officials need to put up signs to remind the motorists everywhere that road salt is not a normal part of a well-balanced moose diet. So they're protecting the moose, the moose's health here, right? This isn't to protect anybody from getting licked to death or a, a paint jobs are ruined by a moose tongue. I don't know. I got a quote from Joe, who's a Canadian. He said, I hate to say it, but this here road salt is kind of like crack for moose, eh? It's a pretty good impression of Joe, the Canadian. Moose are even licking salt off of the tarmac and the pavement. But they've learned that it's just as delicious, probably more so, more concentrated if they lick it off a car's body panels. So they often approach motorists. It's a problem that's becoming increasingly common as the moose population grows and as moose become more and more comfortable around human beings. Now, tourists apparently are compounding this problem by traveling to the area specifically to give the Rocky Mountain Car Wash a shot. That's what they call it, Rocky Mountain Car Wash, where you have a bunch of moose lick your windshield. A moose licking a RAV4 is social media gold as well. People are using this on their social media accounts. They look at me, my car's getting licked. This isn't good. Canadian officials have consequently had to take some measures to keep moose away from the cars and to keep people away from the moose, keep the moose away from the people. What about your scooter? Can you do a scooter drive through the Rocky Mountain Car Wash? Will a moose lick your scooter and your helmet? That sounds crazy. I'm just using my imagination here. Now, what happens if a moose simply can't resist getting a fix of the salt on your vehicle? Well, according to the Parks Department, motorists should try to scare off the moose by honking their horn, for example. But they should never attempt to push the moose away. <laughs> I'd like to see that. I'd like to see video of people trying to push the moose. Get out of here. Get away from my car. I mean, that just seems dangerous. You stay in your car. Honk the horn. Sure. Sure. But I mean, at the end of the day, these moose are going to lick the salt. They're just going to do it. If it's not your car, it's the car behind you. It's going to be the salt on the sidewalk, on the road. They're going to get it. They love salt. 
Now, the moose population has grown in recent years following, among other things, the decline of the wolf population, making interactions between humans and moose all the more frequent. This has led some people to feed the moose and to draw them towards roads, which, of course, makes it uh, a car-licking situation eventually and brings with it some dangers of its own, not to mention that it, it is also against the law that prohibits people to feed or disturb wildlife in national parks. Violators face fines of up to 25000 Canadian dollars, which is about 20 American. I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, Jokes, guys, jokes. Well, listen, my fellow Canadians, you're in quite a conundrum here. You're in quite a pickle because on the one hand, it's really fun to let a moose lick your car, I'd imagine. That's never happened to me, probably never will in my life. Um, although I once had a giraffe uh, lick my car when I was on a motorized safari in New Jersey. That's another story. But yeah, I would. I mean, who wouldn't enjoy moose licking your car? We have a fascination with car washes. Like when you drive your car through the car wash, you can't help but take a video and a picture of you going through the car wash. I'd imagine it's a whole whole other level with the moose, the Rocky Mountain car wash, the moose licking. The moose tongue up close on your windshield, on your window, on your visor, whatever. Roll down the window. It's on your face, on your sunglasses. They'll clean your sunglasses. Let them lick it. You know, I'd imagine it's quite exciting. And so, you know, it's a hard situation. What do you do about it? Well, one thing to do is to, you know, give all the citizens free car wash passes so that everybody can keep their car cleaned of the salt. Then you got no salt. That's just my solution. It's probably not very good, but I had something. I don't know. What do you Canadians think? Call the show. You got the number. Hey, everybody. This is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News. Thanks for listening. I have an email from Monica entitled Canadian Listener Comments. It's another Canadian listening to the show. Hi, Jonesy. So I decided to email a few things I want to say about the last podcasts I was listening to. Number one, try bacon-wrapped turkey. So good. Ooh, I I would definitely try bacon-wrapped turkey. That does sound really good. Number two. A two-year-old bear is quite grown and most likely will be okay on its own. Oh, okay. That's good. Thank you so much. Three, got to watch this David Attenborough YouTube video. Give you a laugh, I hope. Stay safe. Well, thank you, Monica. I will watch this David Attenborough uh, video, if only to improve my, on my David Attenborough uh, impression, which I, I would like to work on because I think it needs some improvement. It's not so great. It's not so great. I'm kind of mailing it in. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for the email, Monica. I appreciate that so much. Uh, also, someone, some people bought me coffees. Uh, big shout out to Walker Rowe, who bought me some coffees and wrote, Jonesy, I'll reserve you a spot on my veranda. Oh, look at that. Walker's got a veranda and he's going to let me sit on it and drink coffee. That's amazing. I've always wanted a veranda. I got a balcony. Is that, is that, that's not really a veranda. I imagine a veranda is like 10 times the size of a balcony. A veranda is what you have when your income is like pew, way, you know, way out. Big time income, you get a veranda, I'd imagine. You know, It's nice to have goals. Also, Kelly Elaine bought me some coffees as well and wrote a nice note here. Kelly Elaine wrote, Life sucks without coffee. Keep up the great work. Love listening in the morning and makes me realize that I'm really not that weird. Oh, yeah, because the world's crazy, right? Kelly Elaine, especially if you listen to Florida Fridays, uh, which is tomorrow, by the way. Tomorrow's episode will make you feel not that weird. It'll make you feel like a normal person, really. Um, so make sure you listen to that, everyone. Kelly Ann, big shout out. Thank you so much for buying me coffees. Appreciate that. You guys can do the same at my website, weirdafnews.com. You just click on Buy Jonesy a Coffee. You can buy me one coffee or two coffees or however you'd like. And then write a note 
and I'll read it on air. It's so lovely. Um, I appreciate all the support. It's really, really nice of you guys. I got a review on Amazon as well from someone named Lovely Love Lil Strass. I think I said that right. Uh, Love Lil Strass gave me five stars, which I'm grateful for. Hilarious news when you need it most. Started listening to Jonesy's Weird AF News around two and a half years ago. Wow, you're an old school OG listener. She says, uh, I would listen in the car in between visiting hospice patients, and now I listen during baby naps. When things are heavy, Jonesy is hilarious, relatable, and especially fun to hear each day, lightening my mood. Even my husband, who prefers more dry humor, can appreciate the amusing content from the shared stories. I like hearing Jonesy share his opinion because he opens it up for people to disagree. Being humble is an incredible quality. As a musician myself, I can appreciate his entertaining song parodies, which are truly great. I think everyone should listen because we need more fun slash humor in our news, especially lately. Thank you, Jonesy, for your great gift to humanity. Happy to buy you a coffee. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's great. Oh, maybe you're the person who bought me these. Maybe this is maybe this is Kelly then. Kelly Elaine? Well, she has a different sign-on for Amazon. I can't tell. I can't tell. She didn't write her name. Well, whoever you are, thank you so much for what is one of the loveliest reviews I ever got. Uh, she wrote a lot, and it's all very, very positive stuff. And I'm so grateful. It makes me feel good that I'm, I'm giving some people a, a gift. As you refer to it, a great gift to humanity. I'm not sure about that. But, you know, I do the best I can. You know, I do the best I can. I do what I think people – I try and give what I think people need. And uh, right now we need it. We need a laugh. We need our news to not be so serious and depressing. So, um, yeah, we're doing it, guys. We're doing it. Um, as always, follow me on Instagram at Funny Jones and check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Uh, you can support the show there or go to weirdafnews.com and you can uh, buy me a cup of coffee or join the Patreon from there. And tomorrow's Friday, so we'll do Florida Friday if you would like to send me a Florida article, you can do so through the website, weirdafnews.com. There's a submit story uh, link on there. It's like a button, I think. And then uh, you could also email it to me at funnyjones at gmail.com. Thank you so much. I appreciate you all. And we'll see you tomorrow for Florida Friday.